Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed that you're joining us as we're going to be concluding our great interview with Alan Brocken as we discuss his children's book series called Towers of Light. Now, if you missed any of the preceding episode, you just have to go back and catch up. I mean, Alan shared how he started just telling stories, imaginary stories, using his children's stuffed animals as subjects, and used those stories to help develop faith in his small children. These stories ended up becoming a five-book series titled Towers of Light, so he could just bless other children as well. And, well, anyway, you just need to go back and listen to part one if you missed it. It's inspiring. It's insightful. We had a great discussion in part one. But now we're going to jump back into the conclusion of this great interview with Alan Brocken as we continue the discussion of Towers of Light. At what point? Did you realize you were really onto something that other parents wanted to pass on to their children by using your books? Um, well, I got to say, probably the, the biggest thing that happened was I had a family reach out to me that and, and just actually give me give me a donation. Like they're like, we, we believe in what you're doing so much. We want to support your ministry. And, and it wasn't, it's not really like, it's not a not-for-profit 501c3. We didn't structure it that way because we didn't want some of the, the complications you have with that with the government. We just, yeah. we felt it was cleaner to run it as just a straight up business. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just believed in it enough. And that's how we got, that's actually how we were able to produce the first unit study was that donation was enough money for me to hire the, the formatters and get that put together in a nice booklet format. Amen. And so at that point we knew, yes, this is, this matters to people because people do. And, and like right now I'm working with, uh, working with a woman in Australia where it's just hard to get my books, right? Like, like it's just hard. It's expensive and it's complicated and all this. Mm-hmm. And we're working out a deal for me to get stuff to them in Australia. So, wow. you know, when, when I got in somebody in Germany and I got somebody in the UK, you know, when, when people from around the world are reaching out to you, saying they enjoy you know you've done you're doing god's work in a good way amen amen that's great so how long does it take you to create one of these books so well the first one took you know 12 years (laughs) (laughs) or nine years i think it was nine years but now i have a i have a system basically in the fall i outline a, a story of you know say august to august to november i outline it then um, in uh, November, I try to write it using the NaNoWriMo, the National Novel Writing Month. Try to use that as my impetus to, to write. And then um, I, ha- I give myself from November through the middle of January to finish it, the first draft. Um, send that off to my editor. 
they they give me back a conceptual edit. This is where they look at the, the arc of the story end to end and they go, hey, this doesn't match up or maybe this is an extra thing. Like I've got a whole, in, in the latest book, Wellspring of Life, I've got a whole side story that I had to rip the entire thing out because mm-hmm. it just didn't, it didn't add to the story. Mm-hmm. Um, then basically from, so that'll come back. So first March, so March to May, I'm in my second round of edits. June, I send that off to my editor. They have another four weeks, get it back to me in July. I've got, um, I'm down to just proof type stuff, you know, commas and things like that. And then in August, I start the whole publication process of actually putting in a format, getting things like this proof copy I showed you earlier, um, you know, getting those and making sure they're, they're all ready to go. And then God willing, it, that all works. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you've got November, you know, early, um, October, I've got caught physical copies I can send re- reviewers and whatnot, and then November it gets launched. Amen, amen. When do your beta readers get it? They get it sometime between August and September. And so, actually, we've got a um, we got a meeting coming up in in October as sort of a celebrate launch pre launch celebration thing with a, that group. Amen, amen. What's the hardest part of writing books like these? Oh wow, so many things are hard. Um, I think I think the hardest part is knowing what to leave out. Mm. So I have I have this every book has a document off to the side called the cutting room floor of just all this cool ideas I wanted to do that just don't make it in. Mm. Um, and so, and you know one of one of the things that happened with that was um, so in the series there's an uncle character. Um, that I really intended to be kind of a side character for one book and that was it. But my beta readers love him and they really got to like him. I mean, he was he was kind of an antagonist for a while. And then it, it Andy became sort of this lovable character that everybody was upset, upset that he wasn't there. Well, I had, you know, some chapter stuff with him in it that just didn't show up. So that is now a separate little one off that you can get, you know, um, is is whatever happened to uncle right like what happened to him kind of thing i mean he makes it back into the stories later but that where did he go from point a to point b just didn't fit the flow of the book when it came out so we had to pull it out and now it's available off to the side i've got a a bunch of things like that but i think that's the hardest part is you work really hard on something you think is cool and then your editors tell you or your 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 beta readers tell you that not so much and then you have to pull it out amen amen so on the flip side What's the easiest part of writing these books? <clears throat> oh, the easiest part about it. Um, I, I'm blessed because, you know, I have a, I have just such a supporting family. And so like my kids throw stuff at me all the time, you know, Hey, what about this? Hey, what about that? Um, and so coming up with newer, interesting things to do is actually kind of easy because I can just ask them and they'll throw something my way. So I'll give you an example. One of the things I really wanted to do was focus on sort of not the typical fantasy stuff, right? We don't have elves and dwarves and, and I don't know, chimeras and all that yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. Well, like I said, I don't have dragons, but they may, I'm gonna, I figured out how to make one work because everybody <laughs> wanted them. But I just, you know, no unicorns. I don't have that. But I still wanted to have something fantastical from a um, animal perspective, right? Like what's going on. So in, you know, the uh, third book, 
um, they were inside this mountain in some caves. And I was like, I was talking to my son. I was like, I need something, some kind of thing in the caves, right? Like I need that. That's like native. Like what's the thing you might find? He's like salamanders, you know, and there's, there's these salamanders that have um, kind of a acidic skin that'll actually like put holes in, in rock and stuff like that. Like there's a real thing like that. Mm. And so I just took that up, up a level to make it horrible when they were corrupted by the darkness. And, and it's really cool. It's like, there's some really cool scenes. It's a really neat thing, but the stories are riddled with those. Hey dad, why don't you throw this in there? Or Hey, you know, what would be cool there? Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. So one of these is also an audio book, right? Yes. Yeah, so actually the first two are audio. The third oh. one, God willing, will be done before the end of the year. Um, and that's, uh, um, uh, Stacy Bradshaw is a Christian actress. Uh, she was in the movie unplanned and she was also in, um, she just has a new thing, the Mount Hideaway mysteries that are just super fun. Like if you just want a fun show, that's clean Mount Hideaway mysteries are great, but, uh, she just did the voice. Perfect. Um, I had a lot of people ask me, Hey, Alan, would you like to, you know, you, you should do it yourself. Like you, you told these to your kids, you should do it. And I just cannot pull off a 12 year old girl's voice. Like it, you can tell from the radio here that I, I don't, I don't have that voice. And then I have a good friend of mine who is a professional voice actor, Randy Strew, and he does a great job with it. And, and I've got some samples of him doing it, but that would, again, was the feedback was it's just not quite the right voice for a 12 year old girl. Um, and so uh, Stacy, you know, Randy helped me find Stacy and she's just done this amazing job. And especially like the first book, one of the big f- feedbacks we get. So the book is called Light of Mine, right? Like, and it's based on this little light of mine. I used to sing that to my kids when they were Amen. little. Mm-hmm. Well, that comes, this, the song actually comes up throughout the book. And that's one of the things that I've got parents of, that have heard the audio book. Their, their big thing is that just stuck with me. Like Stacy did a great job of singing that and building it into the story the way it goes. And so the first two books are on audio now, the third one, again, by the end of the year. And what we're trying to do is actually build a whole pack around it. So you could get the first three books and the the unit studies and the audio book together as a thing. Amen. And part of that is because it's an educational thing. When one of, one of my children's had a tough time with reading um, and there, there is a specific, um, I don't want to call it challenge kids have where they, if they try to read it, they're so like just the words on the page, they're so focused on that. They don't actually retain it. Yeah. On the other hand, if they hear it and all they're doing is hearing it, then their mind wanders and they, again, they don't retain it. But if they're following along as someone's reading to them, then all of a sudden it locks. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it's a transitory thing. There's it's, it's a developmental thing. Mm -hmm. And so what I wanted to do was make sure that parents had that opportunity to provide that, that audio for their child that's having these challenges, knowing that they're busy, right? Mm-hmm. I, I know that I love to just sit down and read to my kids, but some nights you have to make dinner, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, and, and so you want that time, you want that, you're busy. So so is there a way to bridge that gap by providing the audio? So, so we have that on Audible. I also have um, partnered with uh, Mega Voice, who puts out audio Bibles. And Mega Voice is really awesome. Um, because they have these like um, uh, solar powered audio Bibles that they send all over the world. Well, yeah. so f- what we're doing is working on a way to use that same technology to provide all three books in a player just there. So you don't have to give your kids screens, right? Like, right. so we got lots of options, you know, audible and things like that. But the, the real point here is 
again, I'm really focused on how do I help families get the most value out of this, knowing how busy they are. Amen. Amen. Before I let you go, I just have to hear about on your website, your terrible puns offer. Yes. So, so (laughs) right now I tell dad jokes um, on TikTok, Facebook, everywhere. Like if you're on social media, you look up at Alan Brock, an author, you'll find me telling a dad joke every day. Um, and, and it was just one of those things I saw, I saw someone post this terrible puns, like pun, right. It was just a post. And then I thought, I know a lot of dads that would enjoy having this little sign that they can put on the wall somewhere to, to have these terrible puns and you tear off a little sheet at the bottom. I just thought it was a fun way to, to interact with people and share my silly dad joke, jokeness with them. Uh, but it's also, you know, if, if you go sign up for my newsletter, you'll get the terrible pun sheet and you can go put it up in your office or somewhere and just see what happens. It's, it's pretty fun that way. I, my son and I actually went on vacation. We went around and found billboards and whatnot um, that, you know, like community posting boards um, where we went on vacation. We're putting it all over town because it was fun. Um, but it's just it's just a way to 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 be a dad, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I, I I'm sure you you like a terrible pun every now and then. Oh, when I was in uh, ninth grade, uh, the freshman English teacher at the time, he was into jokes and all that stuff, right? And it was just natural for me. He'd he'd say something and and I would turn it into a pun, you know, just. Uh-huh. I mean, it was just, and sometimes just blurred it. I mean, they, they would just come to me, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the whole class would laugh and stuff. And, and one day he stopped and he said, Mr. Thibodeau has an incurable disease called punitis. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> and that just stuck with me. Right. And, That's uh, awesome. Says, yeah. No, I, I would love, to, love to see your puns. If you, yeah. if yeah. you've got <laughs> something, I'm happy to give you full credit for it because I, I, I love the dad joke of the day. It's something I yeah. do social so, media. You can find yeah. me everywhere. But with my kids growing up, you know, they just knew, you know, cause I'd turn anything in, into, you know, making them laugh and stuff like that. And, and now that I, they're grown, you know, they're in their mid forties and mm-hmm. I've got seven grandkids. That's and, awesome. And one has my disease. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's the best. And, and they say, you know, little Jack, you know, he's, he's a freshman now in high school as well. Uh-huh. Started this year, but uh, you know, back when he was like five or six, I'd say something and everybody like, Oh, and he'd be the one that laughs, right? He goes, Jack just thinks you're awesome. <laughs> you know? And now he tells his own little versions. You know? That's that's amazing. Well, the, the I, disease I, passed through the genes. You know? I think you need to get him some terrible puns then. I'll make sure to email you that. that, that that'll be great. Well, I got to say, I mean, it, that that's a whole thing. I actually, I mean, I hate to admit this. As much as I try to be, you know, a natural dad joker, I actually have a book I, I bought. And I'm, it's a workbook to get better at telling puns. So <laughs> I got you know, it, it is a, it is a skill that it's a, that can be finally honed into oh, a. Yeah. It, oh yeah, <clears throat> but I, but I would say stand up comic routine. You know, <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know, I don't. But the problem with dad jokes is they're just not good enough for that, right? You're like yeah. the whole audience is going to be groaning the whole time, and it'll be sad. It'd be like, you know, maybe they had food poisoning or something from the sounds, but. <laughs> But I will say this, and, and to, this is just a note to dads. If, you, if you're a younger father here and you've got the gift of pun, rem, 
remember that God says not to exasperate your children's. <laughs> so you got to You got to You got to temper it. There's only so you, you got a limit of so many puns a day, right? <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, Alan, this has been so interesting. And I know our listeners, especially those who are parents of young children or those doing homeschooling, they'll want to order your book. So how can they do that? How can someone order your books? Are, are they on Amazon? Yeah, so we're on Amazon. If you just look up uh, Alan Brocken, A-L-L-E-N-B-R-O-K-K-E-N, I'm the only one in the world. You'll find that's an easy search on Amazon. Um, or you can go to my website, towersoflight, all one word, .net. Um, and, you know, we've got deals there. You can subscribe on that website to get the terrible puns. But that's also where you can purchase my books. Yeah, because you're running a special right now on your website, right? I am, because I'm about to turn 50. You can get all five books for 50 bucks. Amen. Amen. That's a deal too. That is a deal. Yeah. Amen. If someone wanted to reach out to you to, to ask a question, maybe do an interview like this, how can they do that? How can someone get in touch with you? So if you just send um, contact at alanbrockenauthor.com, there you go. There you go. All right. I'll put links to all of this down in the show notes below. Folks, if you have small children or small grandchildren that you would love to introduce to the, the principles of faith in God, you cannot do better than Alan Brocken's books, The Towers of Light. It's a Christian family series. Christmas is coming. It's coming soon at the time of this recording. And these books would make great gifts for the little ones. Amen. These books are something that will last many, many years after they've been given. They may even end up being handed down to their children and their grandchildren in the future because the stories told have a timeless theme behind them. Plant the seed of God in them while they're young and they'll have it the rest of their lives. Amen. Just drop down in the show notes, click the links right there. Alan, thank you for taking the time to come on the program today and to share all about your book series. I do appreciate it. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Amen. Folks, that's all the time we have for today. For Alan Brockett and myself, this passed about reminding you, be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. 
Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.